Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We're back with more teaching about the contributions of Israel. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Romans chapter 9 lays out some great contributions of Israel in an order that is easy to memorize. We'll get back to the teaching in a few moments. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New York and India. Mm. And in case you didn't know, Red Pill Tour can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And also on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you are in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. Let us know that you've heard the program, and please keep us in your prayers. Amen. So we're going to rejoin our dear friend and teacher, Rabbi Irv. The students in his Hebrew class were able to surprise him with a thank you celebration on Shabbat last week. Like our class, the party was virtual. Like the TV commercial used to say, it's the next best thing to be in there. Even while being recognized, Rabbi Erb didn't waste the opportunity to teach from Elohim's word and to encourage the other students. While we take a short break for the summer, Tim and I intend to keep studying. We want to return to class sharp and ready to keep learning. That's right, Mama. There's so much to learn and to share, all to the glory of our Heavenly Father. Amen. We are determined to bring as much gold, silver, and precious stones before Him as we possibly can. Amen, Daddy. And let's all be encouraged to do just that. And now, let's get back to the teaching with Rabbi Irv. Okay, so we are back with Rabbi Irv, and I think we're going to dig into the list, right? The the list of, um, I guess we could call them contributions of the uh, Jewish people. That's right. Um, and uh, they are they are many. So, Rabbi Irv, please take it away from where we left off last in week. Romans chapter 9. Yeah. yeah, we're in Romans chapter 9, and to continue where we left off, uh, let's see, go back to verse 3. Chapter 9, verse 3. I'm sorry, verse 4. The people of Israel, they were made the children of God. So number one is the adoption. Uh, Number two is the glory. We talked about that briefly. Mm -hmm. And then the covenants are theirs. So that's number three. And likewise, the giving of the Torah. That's another one. Which you reminded us was not just the law. But history and Torah means instruction. History, poetry, um, prophecy, mm-hmm. you know, it can, contains all of that. And then the temple service means how the Levites and the Kohanim, the priests, were instructed to bring the service itself to the people. And then the next one in verse 5, it says the, the patriarchs or the fathers, in other words, the lineage. And from them, as the physical descendant is concerning, came the Messiah, who is over all. Praise be to the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. So Paul is emphasizing this. I think you can tell by the the reading of it and how how it's given to us. He's making a very strong point 
we should take time to meditate on that. And you know, when we're learning, sometimes we need to relearn certain things. We grow up with certain ideas and thoughts mm -hmm. that are they're basically good, but there's more to it. And so that's what I want to try to uh, emphasize today is I, I created a little, um, I guess you use it for a bookmark or something like that. And I'm just going to read that real quickly just to review and to tie together and make an acronym. Uh, and it takes a little stretch to do it, but I think we can pull this off. Uh, let's try. Okay. Uh, the first question is, is, is the Lord done with Israel? That's a modern question for all of us. Mm -hmm. What's the importance of Israel? Is the Lord done with Israel? What's the big deal about Israel? Why is it so important in God's economy? And what does Rabbi Saul have to say about it? And then it says, to repeat what I said before, Romans 3, uh, what advantage does the Jew have? And what is the value of being circumcised? Much in every way. In first place, the Jews were entrusted with the very words or oracles, uh, spoken words or utterances. And then the oracles includes all that God to give to Israel, not just the written word, but everything he gave to Israel as a, as a form of worship. Mm -hmm. In Romans 9, we have the list of those that were given to Israel. So what I'm kind of hinting at here is Romans 9 reveals what those oracles are. Mm -hmm. There might be more that's, you know, in the rest of the, the writings, but these are the ones he emphasizes. So the first one is... Um, and picture this, and you might want to write it down, is A, uh, the letter A, and that stands for adoptions, adoption as the sons. So Israel was adopted as his children. Keep in mind they were adopted. It's not because of their own merit. God adopted them. And the next one is the giving of the Torah. I'm sorry, uh, the Shekhinah, the, the glory of the Lord and the covenants. And then the giving of the Torah. So we have the the uh, A for adoption, S for Shekhinah or glory, mm -hmm. and C for covenants. Now I'm stretching it a little here there, so the word comes up ask if you use it as an acronym. We'll call it a phonetic spelling. Yeah, right, phonetic. It it's the, phonetically, it's it, that's what it is. Okay, yep. ask. So adoptions, Shekhinah, and covenants. And then the giving of the Torah, which will be a Torah ways, the giving of God's system of the temple, and the W of the ways of worship. So, so that's the next letters that are involved, the Torah and ways. So we have so far, ask, A-S-C, Torah, ways. And then the promises, God's promises to Israel, and then in, in verse 5, it says, To them belongs the, fa the, the fathers. So that's the next letter is F. And it comes from them according to the natural descent that the Messiah would come. So the last one is M or Messiah, the anointed. Uh, by the way, the word Christ is not his name. Oh, that's it's that's not his a, title. Oh, it's not his, the Messiah's last name? Right. No, it's Jesus the, Christ? Yeah, it? a lot of people think that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I think a lot of people know that's not the case, but we're so used to saying that that right. uh, we kind of miss it because the, the word Christ and Messiah are identical as far as meaning. 
So, Barabat, may I ask a question? Sure. About the uh, the ways of worship. Can you elaborate on that one a little bit? You know, um, I guess different churches have different orders of service and things that, uh, you know, they may do mm-hmm. in, in the service and may not really get this uh, particular contribution. So can you help us understand uh, what you mean by the ways of worship? Well, I would say, first of all, is to worship the Lord is a heart issue. Uh, we have examples in the different churches, the higher, we'll call the higher churches, whatever, uh, in their application. They did copy, to a certain extent, to the, the biblical pattern of even the, the format of how design of the buildings and all this kind of stuff to point to God's ways to worship Him. But it became mostly liturgical and kind of distant from people. So when we look at it from the heart picture is that when Yeshua comes into our life, He transforms who we are. Mm. He transforms our mind, our heart, and our even hopefully our bodies. It takes all three. Those people who teach that it's just a spiritual transformation and that's all we need, that's not good teaching. It embraces, according to the most important words, the Shema, according to Jesus and his teaching, when he was asked, what is the, what is the basic commandment? What was the most important? And he said, Shema Yisrael, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Achad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And he added, with all your mind. Uh, there's a little note I could add to that maybe some other time uh, why he would add something to that. But the point being is it in- embraces the spiritual aspect, it embraces the soulish aspect, it embraces the body, our mind, all these things come together. Uh, and when we leave one of those out in our worship, uh, we're missing something. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about salvation here, I'm talking about obedience and blessing. So when we embrace these things, we became more whole in our healing of who we are. And to go back to the question about worship, that's what it's supposed to represent. So when you have different forms of worship, people come in and they say, well, we don't have any form. We just worship the Lord. Well, they made a form out of it already. Uh, That's what you do. You come in, you sing a song, you have a word of testimony or read a scripture or whatever it might be. But that becomes the format. So we have, no matter what you do, there is a format of some type that people use. So my question is, why don't we use the biblical format? Good question. (laughs) Yeah, going back to the form of worship, of tabernacle worship, of there's a stage where you approach with the crowds and singing songs of deliverance, and then it narrows down to each people group uh, until finally it's by yourself in, in the face of the Lord, and that you could cook, you can compare it to being in the Holy of Holies. I'm a little careful with that because sometimes we um, we like to chew bubble gum in the Holy of Holies. Um, I don't know if you get what I mean by that. Is like yeah. we really don't allow that process to narrow it down, and it's holy. It's a sacred place, and it's a holy place, and it's a tra- it's not just about our own personal salvation. It's about the salvation of the world. 
And that's how God revealed it in the scriptures. And I think we should go back to that as much as we humanly can. And, and different churches have had different models of approaching that, some good, some not so good. So anyway, uh, I don't know if that answered the question or at least hit on it. I think it does. Um, I think one of the things that I've uh, certainly learned in fellowshipping with you at the synagogue is more of the the reverence for coming into the presence of the Lord and not just walking in um, and not bringing my mind in order and my thoughts and so forth, yeah. um, but just, you know, when, when we study and go through the Torah portions about uh, the priests and what they had to do to prepare and all of the steps and so forth, it just really impressed on me that there was an order and there was a, a, a process and a structure and uh, it seemed to me that that was more for the worshiper, maybe not so much that uh, the Father needed that, but that we needed to get ourselves in order to approach um, a, a holy God. Yes. And I was impressed with that. And, and uh, just to add to that, in the book of Acts where it says the disciples still came to the temple and they still did, it's in plural, it says the prayers that, that were used. And, and there's certain commentaries that pick up on that saying it was not just an open prayer like we just come together and and you know cry out to God and use an individual prayer but there were prayers that they used uh, like the Shema and like the Amidah the, the basic prayer in Jewish life which were petitions talking to God about what we need our basic needs now I want to I want to say this too before I run out of time and going back to our uh, little uh, saying it's, it's something that you can remember and memorize hopefully uh, it takes a little studying to do it but I really want to encourage this is we talked about ask ASC for Torah ways and passion for Messiah so we have ASC ask for Torah ways passion for Messiah if you remember that phrase you can remember these eight points that are made here mm. um, and hopefully put them to memory. And there's a little bit of sentence transformation you have to use a little bit depending on your version that you're using. But this is based on the Jewish background of Paul in which Paul was talking about. Um, there's also word studies for the words like oracles like I talked about and there's other things that we could talk about as far as uh, background that leads us up to this point but the major overall point being is to commit to memory to know what's so special about Israel in the modern economy and what does God have in mind it's not just only the book of revelations and the destruction and the completion that is, we can't do anything about that. We can, we cannot change that. That God's going to do what He said He's going to do. Amen. But what we are responsible responsible for is the things that Yeshua taught in the kingdom, and that's to love one another and to treat each other the way we need to be treated or we want to be treated. And um, all this is understanding God's ways of worship that really add to that point. So it's both personal and it's also collective. We're not just individuals in the United States. We like to do everything on an individual basis, but sure this is do. all of us. So. Okay. so 
Let's review that phrase once more. The phrase is ask, A-S-C. Ask for Torah ways, passion for Messiah. The A in ask is for adoption. That made Israel Elohim's family. S is for Shekinah, the visible glory of Elohim. This time, we spell ask with a C, not a K. The C at the end is for covenants, the agreements Elohim made based on his unique relationship with Israel. Israel was also instrumental in documenting the earlier covenants with all mankind given to Adam and Noah. Next in the phrase, we see Torah. The Torah is God's instructions for living. Ways refers to the order of worship given to the Hebrew people. We use those words entirely in the phrase. Next in the phrase, we have passion for Messiah. The P in passion is for the promises of Elohim. The promises are Elohim's divine pronouncements of good for his people, whether they were born in or grafted in. The phrase ends with Messiah, the objective and goal of all the other contributions. Mm -hmm. Through Israel, we have the adoption, the Shekinah glory, the covenants, the Torah, the order of worship, Elohim's good promises, and the Messiah. I can see the fulfillment of Elohim's covenant to bless the world as I review this list. So listeners, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and discount how the Father blessed mankind through Israel? Or would you take the red pill and recognize the ongoing work of Elohim to bring his salvation to all the nations of the world? Only you can answer that question. We thank Rabbi Ur for reminding us of the invaluable contributions the Jewish people made to our knowledge of Elohim. He used the Jewish people to preserve his knowledge and ways in the earth. Elohim is truly faithful in all of his ways. Thanks again, Rabbi Irv. Yes, thank you, Rabbi Irv. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what was shared and talk about it with your family and friends. And thank you again for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.